Welcome to the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast for developing a long-lasting, happy relationship is the status symbol to achieve, and following my six marriage steps is a path to help get you there. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, a licensed psychologist specializing in marriage counseling. Remember, you can contact me on the Dr. Wyatt Show Monday through Thursday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time with your marriage questions. You can reach me at 720-307-7347. If you don't get me, leave a voicemail, and then I'll respond back to your message on the next Dr. Wyatt Show podcast. Take advantage of it. It's free marriage advice. On that note, I got a voicemail on the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast number. I'm going to play the voicemail, and then I'm going to respond back to it for everyone to listen. I just have a question for the show. Um, wanted to know what advice would be shared concerning a marriage that has been going on for well over 20 years but lacks um, growth that is a marriage where we don't double date, we don't go out hardly at all, and it's just been uh, 20 years of struggle. Um, feeling like we're not equally yoked and right now just at a breaking point um, there's an issue with provision and that means or it looks like um, I was the one with the stable job and the profession and the career for almost 20 years most of the marriage and meanwhile my has had over 30 different jobs, has gotten fired, laid off. Um, just, I don't know what the issue is. And we've gone to therapy. I've gone to therapy individually. Um, church, praying together, communion, talking it through, open lines of communication. Nothing is seeming to work, um, even to the point of disillusion papers being given and discussed and it's almost as though it's ignored and so I just don't know what to do. Um, wondering about advice, it feels really broken. It feels like um, it's over for me. I feel it's been over for me for many years, but I stayed being patient, hoping it would get better and it's just not getting better. Um, I just wanted to put that out there and see what the podcast um, will share as a result of this. So thank you so much. And um, looking forward to hearing uh, the feedback on the Dr. Wyatt show. Thank you for your time. Thank you for calling in. I really appreciate your openness, your vulnerability to share couple comments on this. First comment is marriage can be one of the most exhausting experiences you'll ever have. When you're going through winter and you're feeling hopeless and you feel like you've tried so many things, it creates scar tissue. And then every time you have a new rupture and the rapport, a new conflict, it takes longer and longer emotionally to rebound. And so usually the longer a couple is together and the longer they've had problems, the harder it becomes to emotionally keep trying. 
And that's where I hear in this caller's voice. She is so overwhelmed, so hopeless, so stressed. And so it, it begs the question, when is enough enough? When do I throw in the towel? When have I given it all I got? And my reaction to that is a couple things. First of all, I definitely believe in the covenant approach to marriage, meaning you want to approach marriage as a long-term commitment. You don't want to have your commitment contingent on just your feelings because feelings are fleeting and fragile. However, you want to be happy in your marriage and you want to be satisfied in your marriage. Even if you're in a covenant marriage, the three A's when divorce is viable or separation is viable or even recommended is abandonment, abuse, and adultery. Now, under the abuse category is neglect. And so if you have expressed your needs to your partner, no matter what those needs are, and your partner does not seem responsive to you, They seem to dismiss your concerns. You bring it up over and over, and you bring it up using the reunite tool in the most gentle ways possible, but they won't respond back and make adjustments to better meet your needs. That's what this woman is describing to me. When I hear her, it sounds like she has tried everything she can think of to express her needs to her partner, but he just won't make adjustments. He won't change. So the first round of defense is you bring up those concerns in the most gentle way that you can. Using the reunite tool can help with that. If they still are not listening, the second step, which this woman has also done, is you go to therapy. You work with either a relationship coach or a marriage counselor because sometimes your partner is resistant or dismissing your needs because of something you're doing. Or it might be something from their past. Or it might be a little bit of both. And so when you work with a coach or a counselor, often that can help highlight what are the knots here? What's getting tangled up? What's making this one partner unresponsive to the needs of another? Is it because of their partner? Is it because of their past? Is it a little bit of both? All those things can be explored in counseling or coaching. If you go to a coach or a counselor for a good three to six months, and your partner is still unresponsive, they still will not make adjustments, they still will not listen to your concerns, they still will not take any steps in your direction to have your needs better met. When that's the case, the next recommendation is to get a separation. And that's what I would recommend to this caller. If you're listening to my voice, I would recommend that you get a separation. Because what can happen is partners get complacent. They get lazy and they can almost become enabled. And so if we stay with a partner who's not responsive to our needs, even though we've talked to them about it, even though we've gone to a counselor about it and they still won't change, at some point we're enabling them. We're sending the message, it really doesn't matter how you treat me because I'm gonna stay in this relationship no matter what. And that's the wrong message you wanna send. So for this person who called in, this woman, I would recommend the next step is you get a separation. And don't wait on your partner to cooperate with the separation. If you're the one initiating a separation, you're the one that should move out of the house so that you have control over that experience, over that situation. A lot of people I see who are thinking about a separation, they say, I can't get a separation because my partner won't move out. Don't ask your partner to move out. If you're the one who wants a separation, you move out because you can control that. You can be the 
the the controller around the details of where you're going to move and when you move. So don't set it up where it's contingent on your partner because then you've lost control. If you're the one who wants a separation, you move out. So sometimes we need to do that. And the way I view separation is that it can be leveraged as a motivational move. For example, in this situation with this woman who called in, ideally, if she initiates a separation, let's say she moves out of the house and moves into her own place, ideally, that would be a wake-up call to her partner. Ideally, that would tell him, I need to stop screwing around. If I want to save this marriage, I need to start working at this and making some changes and starting to make some adjustments and move in her direction. Otherwise, this could be over. Ideally, it would send that message to him. So he pays attention and he wakes up and he starts working on things. And unfortunately, some people need that kind of consequence before they wake up, before they pay attention. Because otherwise, again, they think, they'll stay with me forever. I really don't have to change. Because you might be enabling them. Don't be an enabler. You do want to give grace. You do want to bring up your your complaint with the Reunite tool. And you do want to see a counselor or a coach. But again, if those things fail, if those things are not enough to communicate to your partner, you need to make some changes. The next change is you get a separation. Now, obviously, when you have a separation, it also can go the other direction. And it's one step closer to a divorce. But at least you're not jumping to divorce. At least you're providing an opportunity for your partner to have a wake-up call experience so that hopefully they'll become motivated to do whatever it takes to win you back. And if you have a separation, don't move back in together too quickly because sometimes people will make all these promises and show all this change just to get you to move back in with them, but then it's short-lived and it doesn't last. So if you get a separation, you need to lay out the changes that you want to see, the adjustments that you need to feel hope, and you don't move back in until you see your partner consistently making those changes, consistently making those adjustments, consistently building back your trust by doing so. And only then would you feel confident enough to give them another chance. So consider that feedback for all those listening and for this woman in particular who called in. So again, if you are unhappy in your relationship and your partner is not responsive to your needs, the first round of defense is you bring it up gently with the Reunite tool, Google Reunite tool. It's a free article on my website for the tool. If that doesn't work, then you see a counselor or a coach for three to six months to see if you're doing anything that may be contributing to them not meeting your needs, or if some trauma in their past is getting activated and that's why they're dismissing your needs. But you wanna explore all that in the counseling room or in the coaching room. If after three to six months, again, if it falls on deaf ears, the next move is you move out. And you, the one who wants a separation, you are the one who moves out. So you're in control of that process. And then once you move out, you lay out the requirements. Here's the adjustments I need to see before I feel safe and trusting to move back in. And they need to earn it back. They need to demonstrate to you that they are making those changes and making those adjustments before you are willing to give them another chance. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to click the five stars and leave a review. And remember, the best way you can express appreciation for this podcast 
is to tell one other person about it. Would you do that? Tell a family member, a colleague, a friend, anyone that you know who's married that may need some encouragement. Make sure you tell at least one person today about the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast. For more resources, go to my website, drwyattfisher.com. That's D-R-W-Y-A-T-T-F-I-S-H-E-R.com. And remember, your marriage is alive. So if you care for it and nurture it, it will grow. But if you deprive it and neglect it, it will wilt and die. The choice is up to you. Take care.